Okay, you're a buyer buying a residential property in New South Wales. You go through open houses and you keep asking for contracts. Is it necessary to get the contracts and get your lawyer to check the contracts when you like a property? Maybe not. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about it to save you some money. Good morning. Hello, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you going? Good. Hey, what do you reckon Oppenheimer? I thought it was great. It's very full on and a lot to take in. You've got to be very closely paying attention the whole way through, otherwise you get lost. So uh, for anyone who doesn't know, Michael did Barbie and Oppenheimer in, uh, on the same night. Well done. Like fire and ice. <laughs> now, um, Michael, this morning we're talking about contracts and checking contracts in New South Wales for buyers. Um, do you know what? I think I think sometimes as humans, we ask questions and we don't know why we ask them, but we don't know what to say. But they're yeah. called opening questions. They're called opening questions. And sometimes these opening questions... You don't really know where they're going, um, but they're a sort of, I've just met another human and I'm trying to fill the space. I'm, I'm trying to say something. For example, when pe- when we go through um, people's uh, properties to sell, um, the first thing they ask is, what's your commission? Uh, or the first thing they ask, what's my place worth? Um, now, the, they often, um, they're not the most important things that are really on the person's mind. And much the same with buying, when a buyer comes through an open house, they often go, can you send me a contract? And they sort of don't really know when they get that contract, which can, is normally about 100 pages. They sort of they don't really know what to look for, why to look at it. And often, sometimes, they'll even send it off to their solicitor to check. Hmm. Well, that's the thing as well. And what you'll find is most of the time when buyers are coming through asking for contracts, like you said there, Mark, they don't, most most people aren't solicitors, so they don't know how to reveal it themselves. They won't even send it to their solicitor, but they just know that that's the right thing. I should ask for that. So I have that on file so it's ready to go, um, even though they won't look over it. And then uh, on by a similar token on the other side, as an agent, we get asked a lot of the time, well, how many contracts have you had out on the property? Um which I guess used to be a good gauge in terms of uh, the interest on a property when you had to physically hand out a contract to someone. Uh, but these days, when you, the amount of email inquiries we get with people that send through an email saying, can we see the contract, please? We send it through. We never hear from them again. It's become almost a little bit of an obsolete measure with it because it's so saturated. Hey, quick hack on a contract I just thought about. Um, it says whether the client has got a mortgage or not. And it says which bank the mortgage is to. Pretty interesting. Mm. There's lots of fun things on the contract with it when you're sort of, I guess, experienced to know what to look at with it. And that's why most people see get a legal professional. Um, but the whole purpose of today is to hopefully give people a bit of a tip out there in terms of just taking a step back from what I guess would be considered the norm to make sure you're in your property journey, being the most efficient with your time, most efficient with your money, so you're not getting caught short paying all this money, 
um, for the contracts to be reviewed. That's it. What's Lisa got to say? You boys are late. <laughs> and she got a new profile photo. She was, she was sitting there ready, ready with the cornflakes and they didn't have anything to watch whilst eating. <laughs> so the contract, the buyer, they're buying a house, they're buying a unit. Um, my advice would be that there's much more important things to do than to check a contract. We'll save your money, save your time. If you're looking at five, 10 properties and you like three of them and you're sending three contracts to your solicitor, sometimes your solicitor is happy, gonna, happily going to review the contracts and happily going to charge you for it. They could charge a couple of hundred dollars per contract. Some lawyers don't charge for it. Very rare. Um, but I think the thing, if you're saying to your solicitor, check this contract, they're often not going to say to you, look, maybe you should put an offer in first. Maybe you should see if you're interested first. Um, they're often just going to do what you tell them. And I get that. But it's, it's not necessary that you do that. What's necessary is there's, um, is with that property is, are you eligible to buy price-wise? Uh, you know, so it's different. The contract works differently depending on the way the property is being sold. When it's an auction property and you have a contract uh, for a property, for an auction property, you will definitely get it reviewed if you're going to be bidding at the auction. And normally these reviews only happen the last day. So if it's a 28 day, 21 day auction campaign, on that last day is when your solicitor will review the contract and ask for changes. If you do it two or three weeks before, you could be wasting your money. The property may be sold before. It may be withdrawn from sale. You may move on to another property. So don't ask for and, and pay for a to check a contract on an auction property until it's the last 48 hours or 24 hours prior. The lawyer of the seller is ready on that Friday to deal with hard and fast, to deal with inquiries, and most of the inquiries are the same. That's auction. What about a price, Michael? Yeah, so, and it's a similar for private treaty as well, where, like Mark said, it's not gonna be the material fact that's gonna stop you offering on a property first. And I think what a lot of buyers don't understand is they want to have everything lined up before they put forward that offer. They want to have the contract reviewed. They want to make sure they look over the strata report. They want to make sure that they've already got their unconditional finance. They want to go through absolutely everything. Um, and it's great to do your due diligence, but to do it uh, in a way that I guess will inhibit you from putting forward an offer and moving in a timely fashion can A, sometimes cost you the property, or B, just cost you unnecessary dollars getting everything set up where it turns out the offer you put forward, you and the vendor weren't seeing eye to eye anyway. Um, what we always suggest is, especially for a private treaty style property, put forward your offer so, in terms of so pricing. So private treaty is just an asking price on a property, yeah? Private treaty is a normal sale property, not auction. Yep, yep. Um, so for a normal sale, put forward your offer, let them know what your price are. Let them know what your terms are in terms of settlement. If you can go unconditional cool off, which we'll go through shortly, let them know all the terms and the price of your offer. And it can be subject to the contract review and so forth. 
at least then it gets the ball rolling. You're not legally committed to anything, but it means that the agent can then take your offer to the owner, get the owner's instructions and come back to and say, hey, great news. The owner's come back and said, yes, to your offer. Hey, the owner's come back and said they want this and whatever they might say with it. And at least you know where you stand. You can start that negotiation process. Once you get to the level where they say, yep, great news, your offer's been accepted, that's when you pull the trigger on it. If you keep pulling the trigger early, like Mark said, with these contract reviews, you might be wasting hundreds, potentially thousands of dollars before you even get your property um, offer accepted on a property. And this is much the same with building inspections. So, in, guys, if you've just tuned in, we're talking about asking for a contract to like too early or not necessary, checking a contract too early or not necessary. And I guess in, in, in conclusion to it, it, do the stuff that's for free first. Yeah. So making, making an offer, um, inspecting two, three, four, four, five times, getting an offer accepted, all of this stuff is free. It's your labor. Do the stuff that's free first. Once you've lined up your ducks, that's when you ask for the contract. That's when you get the contract check when all the other ducks are lined up because the other ducks are free. Correct. And most of the time, and also, like you said, just on the side note for the building pest inspections, it's a similar thing as well. They're not cheap to keep ordering those. And also ask the agent. Normally, sometimes the agent would have seen it as well and just say, look, I'm going to be putting forward an offer on this property. I'm not going to buy it until towards the end if I get my offer accepted. Is there anything massive I should know? And the agent generally would have seen the report, at least have an idea, hey, it has termites, it doesn't have termites, oh, there's nothing major, oh, please um, rely on your own inquiry with it. But at least you'll start to get an idea and work backwards. It's free. Okay, that's a, I like that. Um, now, this is a 100-page contract, right? You're going to flick through and, and probably three-quarters or four-fifths of the contract you're not really going to get. But what I will say is an owner... An owner's lawyer would not put forward a evil contract. They would not put forward a non-commercial contract. It just doesn't happen because people are expected to transact on this contract, and the lawyer loses face if they put something dodgy in there. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't happen. So these contracts that are checking, in most part, are quite vanilla, and people don't get to lawyers don't get too tricky dicky with them um at all so don't worry and i can see why people on the defense side of things buying they're going look i'm spending five hundred thousand dollars or i'm spending a million dollars they don't know if they should expect naughtiness in a contract it's not there there's no evil in there um it's just common stuff that gets asked so you can leave it to the end and uh, nicole's got a comment let's have a look at that michael um, so it's always good to get a contract reviewed early when purchasing unit because you can look at the strata levies, problems, sinking funds, special levies, etc. You don't have to be a lawyer. So for that one there, that wouldn't be necessarily in the contract. That would be in the strata report. Okay. And that this is perfect. This is perfect. Okay, yeah. right. So what Nicole's now Nicole is is has got, probably got the opinion of probably I'd say most purchases out there. Um, mm. Let's talk about this. It's, it's a great one. Um, so in terms of in the contract itself, a contract won't have, or well, I've never seen it, um, in terms of a, the sinking fund balance and that sort of thing. 
it may have potentially in the special conditions um, showing if there's a special levy, a big special levy, that might potentially be in there. Um, but outside of that, it's pretty much all in the strata report when you're looking for that sort of information. The contract's to do with the specific property itself, not to do with that's the it. whole strata and I guess the health of this, the strata. Um, and that's why either A, your solicitor will be able to help with your um, strata report, or nine times out of 10, the agent will already have a strata report that they can send to you for you to be able to order. So again, asking for that contract upfront early, not necessary. Critical information like strata information is not in there. Strata levies is not in there. Um, no. Major works is often not in there either, 99% um, of the time. So, you know, I guess that's that's another good reason to not spend the money or time on a contract. If it's, again, I'll go back to where we started with uh, half or where we're halfway through the show. If, um, if you, it's a private treaty, the way you deal with that contract or don't deal with that contract is going to be different to an auction. So an asking price, getting a contract and an auction, getting a contract, you'll deal with it a little bit differently as we spoke about in the show. Michael, that's, um, that's good coverage for today. If you ask me. Hmm. Pretty much guys put simply, we're not saying don't do your due diligence. We're saying do it. Just think about the order in which you're doing it. It could save you time. It could save you money. Um, structure yourself in a way that you're not going to get burnt. Um, put your offers forward early, negotiate strong, and before you sign the dotted line, make sure you're ready to go. Boom.